Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hi, I'm Sue Rose Minahan of Talk Cosmos. And we're opening Leo today on July 28th, 2018. Leo. Leo is the sign of the sun. Leo is the lion. Leo is a fire sign. It's fixed. It is the ultimate energy surrounding. It's our umbrella, you might say, that synthesizes our ego, that keeps us upright as we head life between the earth and the sky. It's our legacy of purpose that we contribute creativity in our manifestation, our actualization. The ancients I've always been curious about, and this was a good time to look it up. There's so much involved with Egypt in this case, because that is where, during a period of time, there was monotheism, Loosely put, really, the closest association from all the the many gods of the past, which continued, of course, with our mythologies. But Ra, Amun-Ra, was initially named, and that was in Thebes in Egypt. And Amun means that which is hidden. And Ra means truth in the sense of orderly well-regulated existence. And just as a reference, this is a book called The Egyptians by Alan Gardner. But as time went with this energy of a moon, Ra, replacing the falcon head with the human head, and you know, later, the Greeks threw out all the animal gods and with human heads, or human people, right? I mean, it looked like our, ourselves. So the point is, is that it is a process of evolving consciousness. And why? Because the sun, and I might say Ra, is the sun god, is this eminent energy that gives power through its light. And just like yes, for for, and I will continue with that sentence, light so that there's crops grow, just like the plants turn their heads to the sun. But in interestingly, back at that time, then this concept of Ra, which evolved with into the only God for a while, for about 20 years, but that threw out all the priests. And besides that, their sense of God was, and I'm not saying that God is right or God is wrong, but this is conceptual thinking of the power we're just going into this etymology, in a sense, and this conceptual thinking in the past, is that that with at that time the Pharaoh was also reigned equal with God, the the sun god. But all the different uh, symbols were thrown out, except for the disc. The, the rayed solar disk. So when he, this particular pharaoh, uh, and if I'm, 
I know people are familiar with it because he was married to Nefertiti, Akhenaten, when he died, it was phased out, and eventually with Greece, Ra became Zeus, and onward with the many gods. But the energy that I'm speaking of is this particular energy that the sun, we know it has power for our weather. NASA, in fact, has sent out a mission this week starting, it's going to take seven years, to discover the sun more. Like, what is this sun? We've always known about it. We had an eclipse. It rises in the morning. It sets in the evening. Finally, we figure out we're around Earth. It's not flat because we go around the sun. The sun is everything. The last thought I'll say on the sun because I is that this idea of the supreme only God that the Son actually initiated, and this business of the ego, of the conversation that it is really between our energy, the umbrella of life's energy. You know, astrology is that reflection of nature to ourselves and ourselves through nature. It's a reflection of 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 all energy, and energy never gets destroyed. It only gets recreated, reformed. So it is a time to consider what is the best of our energy. Tonight, we're introducing a guest, Bear River. That's R-Y-V-E-R. He's a Reiki master and an astrologer, and he pulls from traditional psychological and evolutionary schools of thought in a signature blend of Reiki and astrology, which he calls astro-healing, and his practice, Psyche and Soul Astrology. He's a member of various groups locally in Washington, our Washington State Astrology Association and the Association of Young Astrologers. However, Bear has been looking at astrology for many years, the good 15 on a weekly basis. He has a lot to share. And I am really thrilled to welcome. Hi, Bear. Hi, Sue. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. Oh, hi. It's a treat. Likewise. I'm enjoying all our conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, and in fact, I guess we could open that we both come to Leo in interesting ways that do relate mm -hmm. because you are a Leo oh, yeah. with many planets in Leo. Yeah. I happen to have my Pluto in Leo. It's a big one. Yeah. And it's con my progressed uh, sun is conjunct that Pluto. So Fantastic. It, 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 it seems like we share a lot of the same kind of view, but in different ways. Absolutely. I've been thinking a lot about the, the square of Plutos uh, between the Pluto and Leo and Pluto and Scorpio generation mm -hmm. and kind of how my own Sun, Mercury, Venus, and Mars in Leo taps into both of those energies in different ways. I like it. Squares yeah. are where the energy is. It's oh, something yeah. has to happen. Lots and of it's, action. Yeah, and it is good. And you were mentioning, too, that there was only another time where there were so many planets in Leo. It was 1956 or 55. 56, 55. I know that... Uh, <clears throat> an astrologer, Kai Patra, who yes. works with Maurice Fernandez, the president of the Organization for Professional Astrology, um, he was born at that same time 
Uh, so it's kind of an interesting to see his practice evolve and see his astrology and then to realize that we both have that kind of super packed Leo in our both of our charts. Yeah, he's a dynamic soul. Kepacha lives oh, yeah. down in uh, Costa Rica. Yeah. And yes, and he has his own wonderful, I'm trying to think, he has the greatest um, people can, that's K-A-Y-P-A-C-H-A, Kapacha, and well-renowned. I mean, you can find, Google it. Yeah, find the his New Paradigm yes, Astrology Cooperative. New Paradigm. And he does a lot of astral projection, which is theatrical. Yeah. Leo is theatrical. Oh, yeah. He's taking life on the stage. In a really big Leo way. And, and roles. Roles are very important. Absolutely. You can see can see Leo kind of taking on several different roles. You can have Leo as the leader. You can also have Leo as the terrible teenager. Um, Leo well, he, can be really noble. It can really take on a lot of facets depending on how people use the energy. Now, that's interesting. Terrible teenager. I, I, I can identify that for different reasons that that was a most difficult time. But I suppose when you think... And I don't know if it would just be teenagers, depending on a parent and where the sun is, because mm-hmm. this lends me to realize, astrologically speaking, for the people that aren't astrologies, but for any of us, that where we have our um, sun mm-hmm. makes a huge difference in our chart. Absolutely. And what planets might be conjuncted or square it, mm-hmm. as you're bringing up now just between the Plutos, I mean, astrologically, because it is our identity. and. So how we want to, and I'm thinking, if this is what you're thinking, perhaps that during the teens we're expressing who we are through our peers and we want that identity so much. Absolutely. So it's a bit rebellious. Yeah, really, <laughs> just making a point to be whatever we're identified with at the time. And I think there's also a certain amount of a wild preoccupation with your own thoughts, your own desires. Mm, yes that teenagers have in spades, and some Leos can carry well on into their later adult lives. Well, and that goes back, yes, as I was thinking about the power of the sun and the question of our legacy. Mm -hmm. It's a word that, being a student of Maurice Fernandez, he brings up, and I love it because it succinctly expresses so much of that creative power, whether it's through our children I don't have biological children. I have creative energies. Mm-hmm. I had stepchildren, which is true. So I embrace that experience, which is valuable. But but what I'm getting at is is that there's a large segment of people that don't have children. Mm-hmm. So uh, legacy. Yeah. Yeah. And and in that case, like going back to the Egyptians. Here it was, there was this one energy, you know, as, as life evolves and people start realizing the connections through the mm-hmm. rest of the archetypes leading up to Leo, there is this uh, realization that it is interconnected, you know, brothers and sisters and, and then emotions with mother and family. Mm-hmm. And so who is the ultimate leader? What I'm getting at is is that in astrology, it can be the son is like the king mm-hmm. or the father yeah. somewhat. And so with the, with the Egyptians, it was thought of like that energy that was away from the physical, though. It was getting more into the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so really, it does get back to ourselves. Like, 
are we evolving for who are we giving our greatest gifts to? Yeah, absolutely. And I think leadership then can, it can have to do with other people, certainly, but I think Leo leadership can often be, you know, am I consciously, am I consciously steering the wheel of my identity, of my consciousness? Am I really personally in a self-possessed way engaged there? And in that sense, you can lead yourself through the process of evolving your consciousness or really finding out what it means to uh, be incarnated and embody a self. Good point. And I th- this reminds me, too, that the heart, I'm thinking with Leo and the lion and mm-hmm. the heart and through love, because yeah. it's reminded again and again that there's two expressions, fear or yeah. love. So if it's love that we're expressing ourselves through, to ourselves, I mean, it's not like we all have to go, well, anyway, we'll leave it at that, mm-hmm. that then one can feel like whatever is coming out of ourself is part of ourself rather than fear that uh, I'm linking it with the idea that because um, you were questioning or we were questioning about where it's coming from. Yeah. 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 I mean, that absolutely makes sense. I think I made a little note here that a conscious and pur- purposeful Leo can be healthily centered in the self and that there's a sense of dignity and kind of nobility and principle at least that comes from that. But on the flip side, uh, unconsciously, you could have a really other-centeredness that takes away from personal power, takes away from projecting from the heart and being very grounded in the self, which I think is the really conscious, beautiful, healthy expression of Leo energy. Yeah, right now, come think of what you're saying is, is I'm thinking Uranus is squaring yes. the sun. <laughs> Yeah, which does uh, make us want to be our authentic self, mm-hmm. perhaps. And if we don't get the message, then boom, something happens. It is a sudden energy, Uranus, one of the outer planets. And so with just what you were relating to, this healthy center, because the healthy center, I love how you put this, and that it wants to express, because with the healthy Leo... You know, so often with astrologers that I hear many times, and this is not a negativity because it, there is an evolution of thought mm-hmm. that from Leo will come the next archetype, arc yeah. which is Virgo, Absolutely. which is more scrutinizing as a perfection of, of completing the self to this evolved person that will then meet on the upper horizon of the horoscope, um, Libra, the partnership. Mm-hmm. But it made me realize that Leo, we never really leave. Because that healthy soul, that healthy expression of the Leo person, of course, this is a very Leo concept, I'm realizing maybe, (laughs) but I like it. We're in Leo. Apropos. Yeah. We got it. Is that it it really relates well with, in other words, a healthy Leo person, that that part of ourself, wherever it might fit into us. We don't have to be a Leo but we have that part of us or we mm-hmm. have the sun somewhere in our chart that we can be a full person to connect with, for instance, the Libra person. Absolutely. Or in the partnership of exchanges with the Scorpio. Yeah. Or even in the, tri- in, in the cultural community 
you know, with with ninth house. Mm-hmm. And and then I was thinking where it's really maybe more difficult for Leo is when it's the fourth quadrant. Because just looking at it, there's opposition with Aquarius, which is the access that we're mm-hmm. balancing. I mean, not, not just balancing, but integrating. Absolutely. You know, okay, yeah. And then there's the... The 10th and the 12th, which is like the yod, the 150, which they say because it can't be seen. Mm -hmm. And that's where being, which is a social context for those non-astrologers of the social in the collective sense. Yeah. Because I know we're leaping here suddenly to other archetypes, but that's how the interconnection of astrology is. Oh, yeah. They absolutely fit together. Yeah. So it all goes back to that healthy self. Yeah. You know, if you consider, you know, Pluto in in Leo generation, if you have that, so Pluto as transformation or as empowerment, it's really about the self. Can I empower myself? Can I transform myself? If you do that in a really healthy, grounded in self place, then you can come into Virgo and you can give constructive criticism and receive it. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like the infamous Leo that can't take any sort of negative remark whatsoever. You pop into Libra. If you're grounded in yourself, you can really contribute in an interaction and hold your own and not be bowled over by another's energy and, and on and on through the signs. Uh, with Capricorn and Pisces, I do agree that um, you know those both of those signs having that 150-degree relationship to Leo is is a big challenge. How do you fit your honest self-expression um, you think about the way the sun shines the sun doesn't hide itself if it's feeling shy the sun just is constantly being and it can't help but shine in Capricorn Leo is really challenged to figure out how to do that and allow other people to say what is and is not okay and in Pisces the the connection to the primal we think about Pisces in the wilderness um, to let your Leo self become completely wild is to risk losing control and losing that groundedness in the center of yourself to whatever lurks out beyond the known. Well, this is such a great conversation. Bear, this is just what I really loved about why to have Talk Cosmos. Because in talking with you right now, I realized, oh, Sue, it's that perhaps the integration that we just spoke of Mm -hmm. between the polarized Aquarius, Mm -hmm. which is linking as neighbors with the 10th and the 12th, which changes some of the dynamics. Because if we're looking from that viewpoint, the opposite, which is Aquarius, then the ones that are in the yod would be uh, it would be Cancer, where Leo's already come from, mm-hmm. and the Virgo, which they are looking, well, that could be then the tricky one. Mm-hmm. But in thinking about it, it would, but it does require, in some ways, very social um, interconnectedness with Leo, yeah. however it looks at, even if it's, or the fixed cross too yeah absolutely and if you think of aquarius in aquarius if everyone is exactly the same and being the group mind then Mm -hmm. you have a mob not a bunch (laughs) of people it's no longer a community 
So you need that personal self. And I think, you know, in terms of the age of Aquarius that is coming or has started already, that's a really big theme that's being highlighted. We can't just consider the, the whole or the community or our causes. We have to make sure that ourselves are taken care of first before we contribute or can contribute. Well put. Oh, great insight. That is just so true. And so, gee, okay, I'm thinking now how to help people be that individually designed, empowered self. And I just am looking at a note here on TV this week. There was... Um, wish I knew which show, but at any rate, because my husband watches a lot of TV and I don't, and I just kind of listen once in a while. But this is where in Camden, New Jersey, uh, because of the crime, the town decided to create Little League Baseball and opened up a big field, and crime went down 40%. It's been around for six years. And the, the value of it was is that, you know, the parks and the places take up all this space that would be perhaps otherwise not beautiful and not that might inhabit other purposes mm -hmm. but that play just play in itself i was remembering leo is play yeah yeah and besides the teamwork you know is that aquarian teamwork in some sense of a, a group with a common Absolutely. mindset and 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 the and so I'm trying to link it with my last thought because this in itself is so fabulous as far as trying to instigate, oh, how to help people uh, discover their true self. Yeah. And whether it's, I mean, besides this wonderful idea here, but the idea of the necessity of structured play mm -hmm. or in this case, it is structured play. Yeah, I think... You know, Leo is associated with sports, with recreation, mm -hmm. and risk-taking. And I think that has a lot to do with it. When it comes to that Leo confidence, I think it is oftentimes just as much faking it till you make it or putting on a persona, like that theatrical side of Leo. If you're not confident, you can put on your confident Leo persona and go out there and, and wow the crowd. But I think in terms of the average person who's maybe not a Leo, or a Leo who's a little shy, accessing that confident, really grounded in self and comfortable identity. Sports is a great way, especially I think the aspect of sports of learning to compete with yourself and not others. You learn to see others and you can interact with other people as some sort of a frame of reference, but at the end of the day, you come back to where are your actual limits, where are your actual strengths? How will you actually improve? You might love rugby, mm. for instance, but hate running, and you have to work with that. You have to work with your real self, and you have to eat some slices of humble pie, which I think is mm. really important to balance out that, that Leo confidence. You talked about mm. the, the sort of raw power of the sun, no pun intended, Leos have that, and that requires a lot of diligence and thoughtfulness to not get burned by that power, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I've been noting how humble 
again and again. I'm reminded by really good sage teachers. So you're bringing up very appropriate. Um, and it goes into how what is humble. Humble, as you say, is recognizing the dignity of mm-hmm. every individual. Yeah. I, yes. And, and, and bringing up the point of sports that, which is with Leo, this is true. It's like, maybe because it's a fire sign too. It seems like Aries, um, at any rate, and the strengths and limits and the, the building process. Yeah. You know, the competition. It's interesting as we speak, when I think of all these words, they do relate suddenly one archetype really builds up on the others. It's not just the beginning seed of Aries, which was the first fire sign, but now we're at Leo, the mm-hmm. second fire sign. Yeah. And it's incorporating all of that into this whole person. And yeah. without the rest of the zodiac, you know, it, it's a little lonely. That would be the so. worst thing for Leo. Yeah, you can be lost inside of yourself, unable to mm. touch the outside world, particularly if you're isolated by dependence on other people to inflate your sense of self, um, or being isolated by a, a fear of really letting yourself shine. Very important for Leo. That's great to hear right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. At this moment, it's a perfect moment just to remind people that we have a phone number that if you want to call in, we would be happy to answer any of your questions or if you want to join us. And that number is 425-373-5527. That'll be after this particular announcement. When Talk Cosmos asks, what seeds do we grow? What's the intentional roots and meaningfulness? While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Hi there, this is Shannon Hayes from Seattle, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Hi, we're back again. This is Sue Rose Minahan with Bear Rivers. River, that's one R. All <laughs> <laughs> right, and we are talking at Talk Cosmos 1150 KKNW for those outside of Seattle. It's right online 
or KK and actually KKNWAM. And we have archives. Go to Talk Cosmos, which also reminds me that if you have any questions, email at info at talkcosmos.com, and I'd be glad to talk with you, I mean, connect with you. Bear and I are going to continue talking unless somebody calls in. And we're talking about Leo, which all has to do about heart. Yeah. Takes a lot of heart to risk yourself and put yourself out there. <clears throat> and I think that's where Leo really draws its its strength. You mentioned in the recording there, generosity. And that really can be the foundation of that healthy expression of Leo, the Leo that everyone wants to see at the party who comes in real happy and <laughs> shining their light and sharing it with other people. That is very good. It does take risk. That's a whole concept because you have to trust to have a little risk mm-hmm. or else be totally desperate jumping off something but that's not really what we're talking of we're talking of that well i don't know maybe either way but the risk to to feel that joy and it's really our inherent birthright to have joy yes absolutely in play certainly brings that recreation Leo's association with children is also a little bit about the sex part that leads to the children. Mm-hmm. And that certainly can bring a lot of joy. It all comes again and again to grounding yourself inside your own existence, your own observations and experiences. In part, I think the risk is finding out what happens if you give yourself to another person. And then ideally, if you're grounded in yourself and your self-esteem is is coming from within and not from other people, you realize that you can't give yourself away. You can give yourself, you can share yourself, just like the sun continues to shine and it's not ejecting its energy out Mm -hmm. forever. One day maybe, but love is that inexhaustible source, just like whatever fuels the sun. And it it is a little bit hidden beyond beyond sight, behind our ego and, and the personas that we show the world, but really tapping into your center it's at least this leo says it's very easy to feel that that love and realize that it's constantly there to share and shine and you don't have to do anything to make it happen you just have to be like oh it reminds me of the word radiance that i've heard and that i read about with leo and it's a good memory to realize that this source essentially is sustainable and yeah. and can get fed in so what are the ingredients the ingredients are as you say and remind that it is play there's that and as i was saying to the the joy the joyfulness of of sharing of of just life actually it doesn't even have to be in sharing well it is in sharing it's in living it's actually in living the joy in living yeah the expression yeah, you you mentioned the sun, and it got me thinking, as above, so below, as, as within, so without. All the things that we experience are reflecting a certain aspect of, of reality, if you want to call it that, to, to us. And Leo, Leo, that, that power is that hidden thing. In the same way that the, the sun burns so brightly and so intensely, you can't actually ever look at it. 
unless you catch mm-hmm. a really good eclipse. And as a Leo, you can't ever actually put your finger on all of the ingredients. But if you look at the sun, you know it's, it's this, there's only one sun that matters to us. There's lots of stars in, in the galaxy and in the universe. That, that energy exists. And perhaps every star has that same energy and every person has the ability to access that particular energy. So what's then special about having consciousness? Well, it's, it's your consciousness. And you, you mentioned legacy earlier, and I've thought a lot about, you know, Scorpio is the legacy sign. You're leaving a legacy for others. And perhaps Leo is leaving the legacy of your own identity on that energy that is universal. That is worth writing down. <laughs> That's good. Your own identity on that that energy that is universal, you know, if every, perhaps every consciousness is its own sun. It does interconnect, and that is the, the supportive part. It's, it really reminds me of we all have our own view, whether it's the elephant, we see the tail, and we see the ear, and we see the foot, you know, the old mm-hmm. idea of that. But still, that it blends in, just like, it reminds me of, like, thinking of the Egyptians as one particular moment in time where they took all this thought before and then certain people evolved, like the consciousness of the sun, got into thinking that maybe, hey, this was energy, as you say, unseen. And and that's what this um, first part of a men raw meant, you know, the hidden part, but that it's that inter- connection of new thought like all the solar disks of Mm -hmm. ourselves that we are expressing Mm -hmm. that contribute to the life that we have that reflects up into the world and i know i was also looking at something on tv about uh it was on netflix and it was about humanity the homus home like we're homo sapiens Mm-hmm. And that there were many, many, many different types of people. Well, I don't know about many, many, but they've discovered it wasn't just one linear line, that it's eclectic, I would say, where there were peoples. Well, we know there were Neanderthals, for instance, mm-hmm. and they died out, although they interbred. Yeah. You know, I mean, people are people. And so then there were these other and at least we were like two million pe- years ago. We're talking about this particular yeah. source of bones that were found in a cave mm-hmm. down in this hole, way down in a, some part of Africa there. Mm-hmm. And it was different because there weren't any animal bones. A lot of times, the archaeologists said a lot of times there were bones that were drug in, you know, mm-hmm. but that they were thinking, what if people two million years ago, and they weren't necessarily, I don't know if they were ready to say they were people people, but they were part of our process of being people. Yeah. And it could have, they didn't say because it was a science show no. that it was a burial grounds, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever purpose. But it seemed to be because there were thousands of bones there from different uh, yeah. persons. Yeah. And so why would they have, so in other words, it is that consciousness. Yeah. That's what I'm linking into that does reflect you know, again, the above and below, and it's so essential. We have to honor our sun, our sun sign, our, our yeah. Leo. That, well, 
And again, for those out there, I am not saying that we're all Leos, but our sun does reflect that Leo-type energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, human history is its own wild ride, but it seems really clear that at least our slightly prehistory ancestors seem to have some indication that there were a lot of different people, lots of origins of, of consciousness and culture and there's yeah. more and more of that is being demonstrated in anthropology and archaeology and definitely really interesting to look at how we've come up globally and across a lot of different time periods with certain symbols that are really common and the sun is the one naturally that every culture has some sort of symbol for the sun whether they <laughs> conceive of the sun as male or female or some other type of source or entity it's obviously the most important thing in our solar system and our galaxy as far as we're concerned. Yeah, and this word of consciousness, I, I really, because uh, of all the reasons, thinking of our soul as we grow, and the, I just love this idea of like, it reminds me of popcorn, like popcorn souls, you know, jumping around. I mean, you know, one energy yeah. into the other and, and not just a quantum, like a quantum consideration of mm -hmm. life itself, the very essence of life that gets back into everything of how, how the influence between energies. So... And it must be somehow that fire energy, because fire isn't a sign that we, it has to be created, right? Mm -hmm. It's We have water, we have earth, we have air. Yeah. But fire, like we're, we're coming back again and again to this hidden idea, this this elusive, mm -hmm. you know, this, this source yeah. that emanates, ra radiates, and uh, can be created. And it, it and because of that energy that just ignites mm -hmm. um, the will. And that's, I remember you bringing that up too, that you had a different thought of, of will. But the will and the action of fire is, is in a sense, uh, through, through just its activity, I think, creates this joy if it's allowed in its full self. Yeah. Experience. Uh, mm. Absolutely. I mean gives me the image of leo as some kind of wild forest fire but um but leo is fixed you know that i think the forest fire might be a little more appropriate for sagittarius there uh aries being that spark um <clears throat> like a big bonfire like a big bonfire that's yeah. amazing it could be the the central theme of your town's ritual it could be the place where the really really important stories that tell you everything you need to know about the world are told it keeps wild animals from coming into your camp most of the time. It could also mm. kill you. could also easily go out of control if you're not thoughtful and mindful about it. And then, then the fire has a, has a will of its own then. Well, this is, you brought this up several times and I'm remembering about shadow. You're right. The sun, if we think about it, we all stand someplace and we see a shadow mm -hmm. unless you're directly underneath it and yeah. even then you, you still see somewhat of a shadow mm -hmm. so shadow exists and it the strengths and weaknesses the power of the sun several times in the conversation is not to be 
overlooked, I'm, I'm realizing, because mm-hmm. it has an importance here, that the strength of the sun can burn. Absolutely. You know, the fire can get out of control. If we, perhaps like the Egyptian, why didn't it last? Well, they had a great theme going and of, of this, this elusive hidden energy that was a source, mm-hmm. this connection, but yet in that particular time, the only way you could get to it is if you went through the pharaoh or his wife mm-hmm. or consort, however, she, because wives and were of different ideology at that time. Yeah. You know, but Nefertiti, or however she, that's how I pronounce it. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's through this human humanized sense it wasn't just free for all which essentially if it's part of everybody everybody has access to any of the joy and any of the the unknown source of 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 that so but 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 it gets back to by by abuse i guess that's what i'm thinking it was an abuse of trying to put some i was referring to um, out of con- you know, not not letting it expand and be that sustaining energy, mm-hmm. just as one example. Yeah, or not harnessing it in a purposeful or thoughtful manner. You think about summer, and as a Leo, of course, I think Leo is the best part of summer. It's my season, and then as soon as Leo hits, I go, "Oh my goodness, it is so hot! <laughs> I want the sun to go away. It's too much. I can't." I can't actually, the intensity of the fixed sun that comes in midsummer is brutal. It's the early summer sun of cancer is nurturing. It feels good and dawn you <laughs> out from the last little bit of chill of spring. <laughs> you get Virgo and you're like, I can use the sun. I can, there's enough hours. I can function. I can also sleep. But you go a little bit further north than where we are now and Leo time is. Ooh, this reminds me though, the tropical areas. Area. I mean, since I've lived out in Mexico for a while, and mm-hmm. I have lived in Hawaii, and particularly in Mexico, they have this, you know, uh, uh, the siesta. Mm-hmm. And so people go to dinner at 9 o'clock. It's not there. It's Italy. It's everywhere, that hot belt around yeah. the world. And so they live during the night, yeah. which makes you think they live during the time without the light. Yeah. It's which a little I, more comfortable. Yeah. And then, of course, you see the stars and... Uh, the access to, uh, there's so much to think about. Like there's always light within darkness. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to this Egyptian part that I was just researching, it, it, with this Ra that they, because it was called, not just Ra, but it was called Aten, A-T-E-N. Mm-hmm. It was a whole 20-year intense period of time in, where that this was being celebrated. And it was with the idea that there was uh, not related to the physical, and that that's and it could uh, the energies that were actually empowering, um, uh, in a sense, that it could be recognized that this energy you had access to to ask not to um, harm hearts of the living and, and all this. So, at, at any rate, well, that was a big long thought. Sorry about this. Oh, um, sometimes you gotta have those. Well, yes, but I'm trying to tie it back into where, where. Well, that's true. You do need big. Oh, the dark. That's mm-hmm. right, and the light. Yeah. Thank you. Because there, it was all about the light, 
And again, astrology with the chart, I see mm-hmm. as a whole relationship, you know, between like you're bringing out with this intense summer. At least this is up on the upper hemisphere because yeah. down below in the lower hemisphere, there isn't. Yeah, well, it's their winter time. Yes, yes, without it. But still, with the heat of the sun, wherever the sun is, you know, if when yeah. it's heat, it can be too much. But then, so in other words, people live in the dark where they're, where they find maybe do they, the question would be, is that one way to find light within? Well, you think, so you can't look at the sun unless it's you know, just perfect eclipse and the moon's blocking it just so, and then it's kind of trippy, but the sun is blocked enough that you can actually see the stars in the sky mm-hmm. for a very brief second. But you can look at the moon, and the moon is a full, you know, any photographer has, has learned this at some point, a full moon is one-third as bright as noonday sun. I didn't know that. The moon is really bright, and you can look at the moon all night long if you want to, and you're really looking at the sun, just reflected off of something else. And I think that's that's where the socialness of Leo comes from. You can really start to learn a lot about yourself if you pay attention, you know, access that Aquarius side to the friends that you keep. They reflect a part of you. You go into the nighttime and you can reflect on the things that have happened in the day. You can cool off from the light of the sun. But in a more general sense, I think a lot about the metaphors that astrology represents and how we can tap into the literal aspect. And Caroline Casey mentioned this at the, the last Norwalk. She's talking about literalizing metaphor. Well, a lazy Leo, you think of a lion lazing about in the heat of the daytime sun, it's the obvious answer. There's siestas where it's really hot. It really is too hot to have energy to do a lot. So yeah, Leo's a little bit lazy because we got that noonday sun thing going on. Or you think about roles. You know, I was thinking, uh, you know, Shakespeare might have been a Leo because he definitely nailed that. You know, we all, all the world is a stage. It's probably the most Leo thing a person could say. And we all have, you know, <clears throat> we all have our many parts that we play. And perhaps the real risk that a Leo takes is taking that role and fully becoming it, risking losing yourself to a role that you're playing, but also letting everything that is you shine through that (laughs) role. And you look at the Royal Shakespeare Company, and for hundreds of years, different actors have played the exact same role and said the exact same lines in really antiquated language at this point, and yet they all bring something different to it. They all make those roles themselves. No two actors play Hamlet exactly the same way. And I didn't mean to say Hamlet, but to be... Or not to be. Or not to be, (laughs) you know, and suffering the many slings and arrows of your Sagittarius friend who's schooling you on being too proud and needing to be humble. Um, Leo really is about just being. You can really get comfortable and sit with yourself. You be. And then you can't help but shine your identity everywhere around you because you are just in a state of being. Perfect. And I think of it as conserving energy. I had to write that down rather than just lazy because that might be seemingly to somebody else. But yet all energy, you know, is perhaps uh, purposeful in certain ways. Maybe there is a little of that too, but there's purpose for it, come to think of it. And I had never uh, thought, and I love, absolutely adore this idea of the sun. I know about sun reflecting in the moon, but friends reflecting from the Leo standpoint mm-hmm. your community that's really very special yeah and 
And that risk, getting back into that risk that is so valuable to losing yourself but gaining yourself. Yeah. Always. With heart. It must be. With heart. Yeah, with heart. Because then with heart, everything adds, is the central chakra. In fact, I have here, where was it? Yes, through um, Johanna Bossel's How to Start Thinking with the Heart. It was, I think, with Uplift that people can plug into. Mm -hmm. But it's a central chakra, and threads are mental, and threads are will, and threads everything. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Leo. So, and this idea of personal, inside versus external, you've touched on this, and it's mm-hmm. a good memory. You know, because Leo is a yang sign. You know, it does exert out, but yet it is that central radiance that you're, you know, of, of emanating that, that does connect outward throughout the whole chart. And that strong self, as you said, that was able to take criticism that was able to join forces you know, that we touched on, mm-hmm. that one has to remember not to pounce upon and reject. I think that is so important as, as all astrologers um, in our own language that we realize this. Of course, every sign has its, its, its building block. Yeah. But the thread and existence of who we are, our own sunshine, yeah. Is so valuable. And and as you say, and, and it does enter uh connect like a mural, perhaps, like a mosaic. Yeah. A mosaic mural in the face of life. Absolutely. <laughs> we should draw a picture. <laughs> yeah, each archetype into the next. It absolutely I've been thinking about that since we started talking. And that mosaic that comes together and thinking a lot about that that nurturing that you know we talked about leadership mm-hmm. and 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 cancers the maternal or the paternal force depending on your school of astrology but it's definitely that primary caregiver and out of that you kind of wonder well, what makes me so special why does my primary mm-hmm. caregiver spend so much time and energy on me and you want to make them proud and it really comes down to that love and pride and joy and that all comes from inside and then it has to go somewhere. It takes so much more energy to bottle it up and keep it to yourself than to just let it all keep exploding outward. That's beautiful. That brings you back it brings me back to the kids, which of course Leo is. It's that play and it's the kid. It's one's children. So of course we are the children. Yeah. And in e- eternally <laughs> in many <laughs> oh, yeah. ways, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, which are forgetting that is maybe that's how we keep humble too and keep true to ourselves. And uh, so, and it is that love that we've received. There's somewhere love received. So love is like a fire. It does feed other fire. Yeah. yeah it does want to, um, and fire wants other, wants energy, wants other fire, wants oh, yeah. to burn. Yeah. You know, which has a, the hearth, mm-hmm. you know. I always think of Virgo as the hearth. Well, it's true. It does, it does go into the next sign that way that's true that fire from within that fire of the heart mm-hmm. put into the hearth that's a beautiful way of putting it yeah why 
we'll have still several weeks here to still talk of Leo. I always think of the heart of Leo as the the nuclear fission core of the sun. If you're that that love energy makes more stuff that ignites more love energy and it never stops, at least not for billions of years. Mm. Yeah, we do we have that going for us. This is a good thing. It'll be interesting to see what NASA figures out with their mission to the sun. Yeah. I know that the solar flares make our royal borealis you know, oh, yeah. the northern lights yeah and perhaps there's more we'll see and the whole idea of the sun is i know this is at the very end here i am going suddenly into the physical but it's hydrogen yeah and that gets uh, you know i have to say it's out there in space well space that's the word we call this energy that's sitting out there that we don't know what it is because mm-hmm. there is thought that we actually, what we know is only 5%, that there's dark energy and dark matter that's all this other huge, it's almost like the ref, like the inverse of what we think. Like if we have an atom and we're circling around with all this space in between, mm-hmm. now actually we're the teeny little part with all yeah. hanging around. So there we are with the sun with all this hydrogen and depending on how it's compressed, it makes it into all the other... All the other elements. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That's the word gold, I'm especially the Leo mineral. And we have gold in our heart, so I've heard. I wonder if that's true. Yeah, a little bit that of gold. Interesting I know. I have to, I'm sorry. I've said that out uh, without googling that again. But it seems like I had heard that there was a little gold in our heart. <laughs> How could that be? Well, oh, well, I am being reminded we only have a few minutes left, and so I will remind people that next week we continue with Leo, and we have Amanda Moon Pierce, who will be returning. Amanda spoke July 11th in Le- in uh, uh, Capricorn, not Capricorn, in Cancer, thank you, and she'll be coming back. And I also wanted to remind everybody to look at Talk Cosmos to find out about our guests, that we are updating that, and we're right in the middle of it. But all of us, and to find Bear Rivers, you will be able to find him there, or else you can go to his particular astrology. Uh, He is at, tell me. At psycheandsoulastrology.com. And I also wanted to extend a small offer. Any listeners who are interested in a consultation will receive a 20% discount. Just shoot me an email at bear, B-E-A-R, at psycheandsoulastrology.com and mention Talk Cosmos. Oh, goody. Well, this would be wonderful. And if you have any questions, always write to info at Talk Cosmos. I haven't been mentioning that. I'm glad Bear mentioned his again. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week. Thank you very much. <laughs> right there. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.